don't cut corners mm. would be a, a good one that we've really learned from. I think a lot of uh, business owners are, uh, they're, so con they're so concerned with um, uh, making as much profit as possible. And a lot of times to do that, um, you want to do things a little faster, a little cheaper, yeah. a little easier. And there's a, a pretty strong temptation to um, maybe not do things properly. Mm -hmm. Maybe not get the proper permit or choose a less expensive material because it costs a little bit less. You can make a little more profit and, you know, it should probably, it might work out just fine or, or maybe it won't. Yeah. But um, I think those things typically come back to bite you later on. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to the Strong Society Podcast. I am Nate Kadlicek, and I'll be your guide through this podcast. Our focus is on developing strong bodies, minds, relationships, and communities to help solve the most pressing health and social issues threatening the world today. To do this, I interview local and global leaders in health, fitness, business, and government who are actively working to strengthen their communities through service to others. Today's special guest is Sean Adams, founder of Monterey Signs. They have offices in Seaside and Santa Cruz, California, and truly they are incredibly talented in sign designs from basic vinyl design to large electric signs to everything in between. They have been in business for 10 plus years, which is impressive as only 30% of businesses make it this far. They've done some, some signs for me and they're awesome. Uh, we get into how he got into the signage business, why signs are so important for small businesses, how failure is a great teacher, uh, air swimmers, and much more. Please enjoy this fun conversation with Sean Adams. All right, all right. Sean, thank you for being on the show today. Uh, I'm in your office here at Monterey Signs. We're, on, we're in Fremont Boulevard in Seaside. Um, I'm super excited to, to do this interview with you. Should be fun. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. So we, we had met, how did, I don't remember how we exactly met. Do you remember? Yeah, my son was injured. He injured his throwing shoulder, so. Uh, a mutual friend, Seth Munsey, introduced us. That's right. And then we brought my boy in, and we got to talking, and then we made some signs for you, and yeah. now here we are. Yeah. And yeah, I couldn't remember if it was you or your wife, uh, Anjanette, who had came in first. Was it you? Anjanette. Okay, that's right. That's yeah. right. And then you came for one of like the follow-up sessions, or whatnot. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was. It's just so funny, like being in a <laughs> in a small mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. uh, and just how you get to meet so many different people. It's, it's crazy. Like I, I like it. I like it that way. Because everyone seems to know each other or indirectly know each other. You know, it's not like it's a bunch of strangers in a huge city and no one knows each other. Right. You know? Yeah. Have you been, do you live in Seaside or are you in uh, like Marina or Monterey? Like where are you guys? I live in at? Marina. Okay. And purposely chose that location because I... I own Monterey Science and also Santa Cruz Science, so I'm always going between them. That's right. So to go, if we lived in Pacific Grove, for example, it'd be a much longer stretch to get to Santa Cruz from PG. Yes, I live in PG, mm. and so you know, <laughs> I'm right by Silomar, and I didn't realize this when I got the place, but mm -hmm. it takes an extra like 10 or 15 minutes just to mm -hmm. just to get out of there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's man, yeah, that's. Uh, 
good good move on your part. And then when you're doing that every day, those 10 or 15 or 20 minutes adds up. Yeah, exactly. And then so. you got the traffic going from like same mm -hmm. city and everything. So mm -hmm. well done on you guys for mm -hmm. <laughs> strategic. Yes, that's right. Uh, so were you were you always in Marina or uh, where did you where did you guys grow up? Well, I was born and raised in Santa Cruz, okay. and then um, went to college in San Francisco, then transferred to Sacramento, and then finished up my college in Sacramento, and really started my career there. Nice. Were you at Sac State up there by chance? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was. Yeah, I actually worked with a bunch of people who went to Sac State. In my oh, first is that year. right? Yeah, they did the. Uh, I don't know if they did undergrad there, but they mm -hmm. did. Uh, they did their physical therapy education mm -hmm. up there. Quite a, it's a big program, actually. For physical therapy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know anything about that. I graduated in geography. Okay, yeah, you guys probably wouldn't have uh, crossed paths. <laughs> no, probably not. But um, I got a degree in geography and then got a job immediately uh, through the career center there in geography. And I was making maps yeah. for a business called America's Flood Service. And they hired me to... To, they gave me a specific zone. I think it was Georgia and Tennessee, if I remember right. Yeah. And they sold flood insurance, so they needed to identify the low-lying areas that were that like had a likelihood of flooding within fifty or hundred years. Okay. So then they would send their salespeople to those contacts. Yeah. And uh, try to sell them flood insurance. Interesting. Mm -hmm. How long did you do that for? Like two weeks. <laughs> it was miserable. <laughs> yeah, I was working in the office every single day, all day long. Yeah. It was incredibly boring and stale. Yeah. And it was drudgery. After two days, I knew it wasn't for me, but I lasted two weeks and I said, forget this. I just cannot do it a single hour longer. So I went back to the career center and they gave me an assessment. And so they run my, they run a questionnaire through the computer system yeah. and it spits out some likely occupations. All right. So I had been a waiter going through college, so they um, had spit out that sales was a career that I should consider. Okay. Because it got me out of the office and sure. allowed me to interact with people, yeah. and uh, which is the things I like to do. And so I got a job uh, working for a large graphics and sign company up in Sacramento. And really that started everything. Okay. So from geography to flood insurance mm -hmm. to then working for another signage company mm -hmm. and you said that was in Sacramento also yes okay so take me from Sacramento to mm -hmm. here like how did how did that happen it's a whole path pathway of failures all the way from there <laughs> to here <laughs> that's how I got to where I'm at it's just failing along the way it's, yeah. it's uh, it was kind of an interesting life story I think so I got a job for this company called Ferrari color and um, very well-known, large graphics company in Sacramento. They were one of the early pioneers in producing backlit, full-color printed photographic signage for the casino industry, as well as other industries like vehicle wraps. They were one of the early adopters for technology for vehicle wraps in really the world. Yeah. And so they had made a name for themselves. And then um, from my position, it was a sales position. They hired two guys for one job and let me and this other guy named Bert Stokes duke it out for this one job. <laughs> so uh, they did. They did a terrible job uh, preparing us to, for success in the jobs, but me and Bert battled it out. Bert ended up getting fired first, and then I got fired maybe six months after that. <laughs> <laughs> like a trial by fire. Yeah, it was Jeez. full of uh, 
it was full of drama through that period. Um, the company ended. The company was owned by a woman named Maggie Ferrari. Okay. And she ended up marrying a man by the name of Herman Golitz, who you've probably never heard of. No. But you've heard of the Jelly Belly Candy Company, yeah. right? Yep. That's Herman Golitz's company. Oh. They were out of Fairfield. So she married Herman Golitz, sold the company to a company in, in Salt Lake City called Creative Color. They changed their name, surprisingly, to Ferrari Color, even huh. though they're the ones that were buying the company. Okay. And then uh, let me go, like immediately after that. Okay, that is interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you had this trial by fire at yeah. Ferrari and Co. Oh yeah. And kind of duked it out with Mr. Stokes there. Yep. And so after after you got finished with that, were you like, oh, sales is not for me, or no? What, what I like next, sales. What was your next thing? Uh, sales was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I realized I wasn't with the right company at that point. Okay. So I started looking around for others that might want to hire a sales rep uh, okay. in the sign industry since I now had some experience. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Bert and I continue to be good friends. Oh, really? Even to this day. Yeah. What, what year was that when you were with them? I would say that would be 19... Uh, I want to say 1998, okay. if I remember right. Right okay. around there. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Okay. So you're good friends with him still. Still good friends with Bert. So yeah. you had, <laughs> I guess, he he wasn't there very long, right? No. So he wasn't there very long. So you no. could, you didn't really have time to really like duke it out, like the who can get the most, you know, the most sales or whatnot. Oh man, we tried. We both of us wanted this job really bad, and we did everything we could to yeah. be successful. We worked so hard. We hustled. We yeah. worked long hours. Yeah. We didn't take any time off during the day. We were working through lunches. We were just busting ass trying to be right. successful. We both right. wanted it bad. Right. And in the end, it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And at the time, it was devastating to be fired. But looking right. back, it was a blessing. Yeah. And in what way was that a blessing? Like, what, where did, how did that add to your current trajectory? Well, it, it gave me sign experience and then showed me... Um, Really, how not to be successful. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And uh, I got a lot of experience working for that company um, in sales and also with signs. So I, instead of being a failure, even though it was a failure, it was really a stepping stone for me to the next next job. Right. Uh, And I ended up interviewing uh, multiple companies and then ended up working for a business by the name of Oracle USA. Okay. And they were a... Oracle, um, not Oracle. Oracle. Right. <laughs> Oracle USA. You probably never heard of them because they are... Um, they're a German company. Okay. And um, at the time, they were actually American-owned, but they ended up being acquired by their German parent company. Okay. And uh, they were a young upstart vinyl company. They sold vinyl products for the sign industry. So they wanted a salesperson with sign industry experience that lived in California that could cover a large multi-state territory for them. Okay. And then go into sign shops and vinyl sign product distributors and get get people to buy these products. So um, they hired me and the, the territory was underperforming at the time. And I did actually a really good job for them. That was one of the best nice. jobs I ever had was working for them. Awesome. So they, um, they hired me and I spent 10 years working for them. Wow. Had wow. a very nice career with yeah. them. And uh, then they fired me. 
uh, oh. later on. <laughs> but it wasn't for anything that I did or didn't do, to be honest right. with you. They, my, um, I was equal to another salesperson in the company, mm. and then that person got a, a promotion at work to be my boss, okay. which was very, which was perfectly fine. But Sorry about that, ladies and gents. Um, we were interrupted for a second, but we are right back to it. So Aura Cal. Yes. Okay. So it was Ferrari. Uh, first was Ferrari and Co. Right. Right. You were there for like six months. And right. Then you had a awesome 10 year stint sounds like at Oracle. I did. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that Oracle? Um, and then you were saying that then you got like out there. I did. Yeah. Okay. And then you're talking about, I think you were equal to uh, sales. Uh, yes. Okay. So my boss at the time who let me go uh, was my equal at one point. Okay. Um, and then he got a promotion, but I was really always kind of a shiny star within the company. Mm. I, I'd done a very good job. The territory was doing three million when I first entered it, just under three million, it was like mm -hmm. two point seven. Yeah. And then when I left it, they were doing thirteen million a year. So it was a pretty dramatic improvement in yeah. sales. And I built yeah. up the distribution network pretty good. Yeah. And I had an excellent reputation in the industry, and I was really, I was rocking it. I was yeah. killing that job, <laughs> and uh, doing very well. But unfortunately, not every salesperson in the company was doing well. There was a couple mm -hmm. that were underperforming. And one of them was on the older side of things. He was really in his sunset years. Uh, but he was close friends with the director of sales. Okay. So the director of sales actually let me go to give the other person, his friend, my job. So ah, that's what happened. I see. So I lost my job, and then I yeah. went to go work for a company by the name of LG. Yep. They make uh, vinyl products okay. also for the sign industry. So they hired me for exactly the same position. Yeah. And uh, I took that and for a number of years. And then just before I took the LG job, I had started Monterey Signs. Oh. And that's another story. <laughs> but that's kind of the, the career path. Okay. So LG ended up not doing business in North America anymore because of the currency exchange rate. They couldn't manufacture the product yeah. in South Korea, ship it over here, warehouse it, sell it, and make a profit. I see. So all of those things considered, they decided to stop doing business in North America. And when they did that, they didn't need the sales team anymore or management team or anybody over here. Yeah. So. Then I got fired from that job. Oh my goodness. Or it's probably more yeah. let go or yeah. laid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they couldn't make a profit. They were moving their operations. and Right. Okay. So sounds like you were, so starting in like 1998, you had like combined maybe 10 to 12 years of experience mm -hmm. in the same industry before you started. Right. Uh, did you start Santa Cruz Signs or Monterey Signs? Monterey first? Signs first. Okay. In 2008. Yeah. So we're going on our 11th year now. Yeah. So I, had, I was working at Oracle when we first wanted to start our own business. Okay. And that was also a story of failure too. We, had, we were living in Pacific Grove at the time. It was the first home we ever bought. And we wanted a business that, um, that I could stop traveling because these sales jobs, they have you go, you know, you're in Seattle, then you're in Denver, and then you're back in Salt Lake City, and then you're in Los Angeles. So you're constantly yeah. moving and traveling around, visiting customers, developing relationships, um, right. doing your job. Right. And so that was a lot of travel and we wanted to, my wife and I wanted to settle down and 
start a family. So we were looking for a job that would allow us to, you know, make a good living, but also not travel so much. Sure. Um, so we looked at starting a business ourselves. Yeah. She had some business experience here locally, and then I had some good sales experience. And then her parents had a lot of dog care experience. So huh. we were interested in starting a business that would care for dogs. Doggy daycare type yeah. boarding business. Yeah. So we were gonna start a business called Monterey Bay Pet Ranch. Huh. So we ended up buying a property in North Monterey County in the Castorville area. Yeah. Uh, paid just over a million dollars for it. This was in 2009, I wanna say. Okay. And uh, we bought two and a half acres, very remote area, hardly any neighbors at all. Nice country setting, yeah. nice house, horse arena. Very, it was, it was a beautiful piece of property. Yeah. But the county of Monterey ended up not giving us the, the permit to operate a business there. So we needed a construction permit and a business permit right. to build a, a boarding facility there. Yeah. Uh, before we bought it, we were in a 90-day escrow as we did our research right. in working with the county to get the proper permits. But they said, everything looks really great but we can't give you the permit until you're actually the owner of the property. But there should be no problem getting you the permit. Everything's right. zoned appropriately. You're in a good space for this. Right. It's an allowed use. Yeah. So go ahead and buy the property and we'll give you the permit. So that's sure. what we did. And then when we closed escrow and we're the official owners, yeah. we went back to the county of Monterey and they said, oh, well, we need to notify all your neighbors everyone within like 300 feet of a property line had to be notified so we sent out letters to everybody and then here they all come all the interested parties that didn't want dogs barking in their neighborhood so they came out against us uh, they hired a, uh, an attorney uh, named tony lombardo who is the top land use attorney in all of monterey county okay uh, my understanding is he came out of retirement as a personal favor to one of the interested parties, one of our neighbors, wow. to fight us. And so as soon as he entered into uh, this legal matter, um, right. the county of Monterey reversed its position on us from recommending approval to recommending denial. It was the day before our public hearing. Oh my goodness. So they squashed us Jeez. and we were left with uh, a property that was, um, the market had crashed by that time. So it was worth a fraction of what we paid for it, and then we had all these attorney bills, and it was a it was a dark period in our lives. Yeah, and what what year was that approximately? Like you uh, said, two thousand nine. Yeah, so okay. you are looking at about two thousand and eight when that happened. It was just before we started Monterey Science. Oh man! So, so th what did you do with the property? So we ended up selling the property. Okay. Did you, uh, were you able to find a buyer pretty quick? Or? We ended up, yeah, we found okay. a buyer for it. Wow. But we, uh, we escaped out of it and uh, by the skin of our teeth and took the last savings that we had had and started Monterey Science. Wow. We actually ran Monterey Science out of the garage before we uh, sold the property. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So when you bought that property for the, for the pet ranch, mm -hmm. Did you already know that you 
want were you already making signage were you already doing no. okay so when mm -hmm. when because it seems like it happened all pretty quick so it all when happened was, very quick yeah when when was that transition because we were running out of money <laughs> so we had to do something you had to figure out a way to make money yeah we had yeah. like sixty thousand left in our oh savings account so we said okay man we we've got to do something here we have a lot of expenses with this expensive mortgage yeah we had a home in pacific grove which we still retained we still right. had that we had the home in castroville and um, we had one child and then another one on the way. Yeah. So it was pretty dark and desperate at that time. So we uh, took these savings and I had, we, we got together as a family and said, okay, here, what's an inventory of what we're good at and what, what could we possibly do? Yeah. And I said, you know, over this 10 year career in the sign industry, I've been into hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of sign shops. Right. I said, you know, if these guys can do it, we can do it too. Yeah. I mean, these guys aren't any smarter than we are. Sure. So we bought a computer, we bought a printer, we bought a laminator, we got a contractor in to take out the garage door and build a wall and put a double man door in there. We tiled the floor, yeah. we networked everything, we built an office. Yeah. We put a website together, got some brochures and business cards, and we are open for business. <laughs> So how, how long was that? How long did that take like to, to get all that's because you can do that pretty fast. Well, that happened within months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That happened within yeah. months. So we, um, we had our website going and yeah. we had our business name. We were published on Google, um, nice. got a Yelp page going. Yeah. And then it was a matter of just getting out there into the community and um, handing out business cards and yeah. talking to people about science. Wow. And at the time, I thought I knew a lot about science right. from that time in the industry. And it was shortly after that I realized how little I really did know about science. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a whole world of science yeah. beyond vinyl science. So let's talk about that. Like, yeah. signage, mm -hmm. like we, we, it's everywhere, right? Every mm -hmm. business has a sign. Unless you're like some weird speakeasy. Thing. You right. probably don't have a sign. Um, right. But there's probably signage inside. Um, right. So we know it's important, but how important is it and like, what are the intricacies that go into that, into, into signage? Oh, it's, it's extremely important. Um, as a business, the last thing you want to do is be a hidden gem. Mm. You don't want to be this most wonderful business that's got a great product or great service, something that people would love to have, but no one can find you, no one's aware of you. You know yeah. what I mean? You have no visibility to the public. Right. So you, you don't want that to happen to you. So right. what you want is for people to see you be aware of you and then they, they make a judgment on you from your signs especially younger people huh. less so for older people but younger people make a value judgment on your business just by looking at your sign really it's at a glance and I think it's because younger people have so much um, so much data and stimulus coming at them all the time that sure. they have to make a quick value judgment on things I mean, we're just overwhelmed with things in our daily lives. Yeah. Come, everything's coming at you. you got Instagram, you, know? you got Facebook, you got Snapchat, oh, yeah. everything. You know, you're just getting inundated with this you're stuff. You're inundated, yeah. and it's overwhelming. Yeah. So people have learned to make a quick judgment. Yeah. And they look at your sign, and they decide whether they want to do business with you or visit your restaurant or, or partake in your service or product just by looking at your sign. Yeah. It's a very strong judgment. So huh. um, as a sign company... It's a, it's, a, it's a delicate balance of the art of attracting somebody with a quality 
design. So something right. colorful, something interesting to look at, something that catches your eye. Mm -hmm. And then the business side of it, which is, can that business afford the sign? Mm -hmm. Does the city allow for that type of sign? Does the building support a sign like that? Right. And all of those details. So, um, and that's kind of what I meant about so much to learn right. because I had to really learn all of that yeah. after we started Monterey Science. So it was really uh -huh. uh, learning on the fly. Yeah. I mean, it's, did you, do you find that that's just kind of in your nature to, there's a, I, I know there's some people that are just very meticulous planners, right? They just, mm -hmm. they plan every single little step. I'm kind of like, uh, sometimes I fly by the seat of my pants mm -hmm. um, in certain cases and I could plan a little bit better and like, oh wow, I didn't know I needed to know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that kind of what was happening or was it a little more like, no, we know exactly what we need to do um, or was it more of like, well, shoot, this is different. I guess we got to learn now. We got to read about it. Yeah, it was really some of both. I mean, yeah. we did a, my wife and I did a really good job of being strategic mm. and planning and setting up smart systems mm. in place. But we don't, we don't pretend to know it all. Sure. You know, in fact, we don't want to know it all. You know, we want to be open-minded and mm -hmm. flexible. And uh, I feel like if you are a know-it-all, you close your mind off yeah. and don't learn new things as readily. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we are very open-minded and during the whole process, we were very flexible. We would, we would um, start doing, going down the road of signs right. and then we had, we had a lot to learn. We, there was a, there's some more dead ends and some were failures and some were successes. Right. Um, we started doing some t-shirts after a little bit and that was not a success. Huh. We started doing some digital signage yeah. and that ended up not being a success. Huh. We started doing vehicle wraps and that ended up being successful. Electrical mm -hmm. signs, that started being successful. Commercial signs of all types, that started being successful. Yeah. So now um, after time and experience, we've really focused our business on really those three things. Vi printed vinyl signs for like events and right. graphics, banners, vehicle wraps, yeah. electrical signs of all types, neon, halo lit, channel letters, okay. and then commercial signs of all types, plaques, yeah. hard metal lettering for right. buildings, things like that. Okay. Yeah. And I, I see, I see all different types of stuff. Cause you guys post on like LinkedIn and Instagram mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. You're active on social media, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Uh, there's just not. I mean, there's more small businesses that are being active, but it's not as prevalent as you'd think. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh gosh, you did some at the conference center, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Those looked awesome. Thanks. By the way. Yeah, you did like the it was like the organic summit or something. Oh yes. Yeah, and mm -hmm. there's a bunch of signs there that I think you guys did, and then I saw a couple other ones a couple weeks ago. There's some in Santa Cruz. I forget exactly who it was for, but. Um, mm -hmm. And you guys did my sign, and yes. honestly, like, it was efficient. It was just you guys were clear on it. Just was fast. It, it was awesome. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, just you guys do a lot of different stuff. How did you figure out to? I mean, it sounds like a lot of trial and error. Uh, it was to figure out like exactly kind of what your niche is. Mm -hmm. Do you? go to, are you only in Monterey and Santa Cruz or do you do like, do you go down to San Diego for signage? Mm. Do you help people in other parts of the country? Like I know that you have some regional experience. Right. 
Are you just in the local area or do you do some work outside of that as well? We do very little work outside the area. So we try to concentrate our business uh, with Monterey County, uh-huh. Santa Cruz County, and then we jump over eastward to San Benito County. Okay. So we'll service Hollister. Yeah, yeah. Those communities, San Luis Obispo, et cetera. Okay, nice. And in terms of where you're at as a business right now, mm-hmm. Are you looking to grow larger? Are you looking to stay the same in terms of like the size of your company? Are you comfortable where it's at? Like where is where are you looking to looking yeah, to go? We don't want to grow larger ge- geographically, okay. um, because a lot of the signs that we do um, it requires multiple trips. Hmm. So if you're a business owner in, in Morgan Hill, for example, you're going to need us to come out, meet with you, take a look at your building get an idea for the construction of your building, about how big it is, where the signs should be placed, and then uh, we'll supply you a bid for that type of signage after we discuss it in in person. And then uh, once that bid's approved by you, we show you the designs, and then once that's approved, we need to go get permits for those. So we'll go to the city of Morgan Hill on your behalf and go to the planning department, and we'll show them the plans, we'll fill out the application, We'll pay the application fees on your behalf and we submit those plans to the city. They yeah. take it in and then they have typically 30 days to consider the application and they'll come back to you with an either approval or recommended changes. Yeah. And then once you have planning approval, you have to come back to the building department. Huh. And so once planning is approved, you go to building and do the same thing with building. And then they have 30 days also. And then once that's approved, then we could put the signs in production. And then there's yet a fourth trip back out to your business to go install the signs. Yeah. And then there's a fifth trip because the building department comes meets you on site for a final inspection. So you can see just one sign project, there's five trips right there. Yeah. So if you're if we're doing business in Monterey and the customer is in Los Angeles. Well, it's going to be cost prohibitive yeah. for the customer to send our guys or send me or somebody to drive six hours to get there. Right. You know. Yeah, you'd have to like establish a whole other office down there. Yeah. And, and that's a whole other thing, right? Right. So it's yeah. really kind of a local purchase. Okay. Now, that being said, we have gone out of the area. Yeah. Uh, we've done work for yeah. Google, okay. for example, oh, and we nice. have another project in-house for them right now. Awesome. In their uh, Santa Clara facility. We just got back last week from doing a, a food event, LA Food and Wine in Los okay. Angeles. Yeah. So that's an out of the area um, type project. We did get sent to, this was the best one ever. Uh, we did get sent to Hawaii one time to do a veteran's cemetery over really? there. And that wow. was amazing. That's so awesome. We had three of our guys go out there. I was one of them. Wow. And, uh, that was an amazing trip. So. How long did that whole process take? To do the veteran's cemetery? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were there five days, okay. and it was uh, drilling into concrete all five days. Uh, but after, <laughs> yes. this, after the first day, they said we can get there on the job site at 6.30 and be done by 1.30. Huh. So we said, fantastic. That's exactly what we want to do. Yeah. So we got in early before it started to really heat up, and right. by the time the afternoon got really hot, we were taking off all of our safety gear, wow. taking our boots off and putting on shorts and flip-flops and going out to the North Shore. So <laughs> that was an amazing job. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, that was one of the best ones we've had. Wow, wow. That's really cool. So it really, like this 
business has kind of taken you all over the place, at least on the yeah. West Coast. And yeah, very much. Yeah, has it been a has it been pretty steady growth? Was there a point like? How was the first year of business? Oh man, it, we, it feels like we double our business every year. Wow. So as far as growing the business, we don't want to grow ge geographically, mm -hmm. but we want to take a larger market share here locally. Yeah. So, and, and that's what we've been doing. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And I just listened to another podcast and they were talking about growth, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people talk about growth in the sense of like, let me just grow to like, I want to be like Google. I want to. Mm -hmm. I want to. I want to have thousands and thousands of employees and have this conglomerate and. Right. But growth can be so many different things, right? Like, like right. you're saying, like you can capture more of the market share. You can master another niche, and mm -hmm. then you know capture that portion of the market share. So right. that seems like the type of growth that you're going for, versus like I want to grow this to. You know, I want to service the entire United States. No, we don't <laughs> want to go that big at all. We um, our contractor's license allows us to operate up to three locations. Okay. We only have two, Monterey Science and Santa Cruz Science. And I don't think we have an interest in adding a third one onto yeah. it. Um, also, we had a, been invited recently to bid on a large project here locally. Okay. It was several hundred thousand dollars. It was a very nice sign project. And um, we declined to bid on it because um, it really would have taxed our staff quite a bit. And to take a project like that on would, would take all of us an extended period of time to get the job done correctly and get it out the door. Yeah. Um, to take that one job on probably would have pissed off several dozen of our regular customers. So to us, it wasn't worth that. Yeah. I mean, yes, we would have loved to have that great big job, but not at the expense of losing our loyal customers. So right. we, we decided to take a pass on that one sure. and just keep servicing our customers as we normally do. And I think that was the smart choice. Yeah, no, absolutely. In fact, I know it was the smart choice because that job ended up going out of the area anyway. <laughs> so they ended up choosing a company out of San Francisco to come down and do it. Yeah. So ended up working out well. Do you think that you would have made a different decision earlier on in business? Probably, hmm. yeah, probably. And that's where you know the wisdom and experience comes in, you know. So we've made uh, plenty of errors, but we try not to make the same error twice. <laughs> we don't want to get greedy here. We right. really value our customers and want to make sure that yeah. everyone comes back and everyone has a good working relationship with us. You know, yeah. we really try very hard to build relationships with our customers so that they keep coming back. Right. I like to say that. Um, we don't try to hit home runs with our customers. We just try to get to first base. Right. And, and so by saying that, I mean, we want repeat business. Right. You know, I feel like anyone can get the first order, but we want the second order, the third order, the fourth order, the fifth order. Right. That's the type of business that we're after. Right. So really building that relational mm -hmm. type. Like it, that, and that's the thing that I love about small businesses, mm -hmm. you can really build that tight-knit relationship Oh yeah, where it's not about just getting new customers over and over and over again. Right. Because, you know, for one, if we're just talking business, like customer acquisition costs, just mm -hmm. going out and marketing and getting new business is much more costly than mm -hmm. just really doubling down on the people that you're already working with, that already trust you, you guys have Absolutely. a good relationship. Uh, and that just seems like 
what you're doing. And Absolutely. I think that's super smart. That's one of the first things you do in a sales job when you get a new job mm. is you go out and see all your existing customers. Reassure them that things are moving along nicely. What can you do for them? How can we improve things for you? Just really taking care of your core customer base. And then when they're nice and secure, then you go out there and get the new customers. But it's a huge mistake to ignore your customer base to try to get new customers. Yeah, yeah. Can't do that. Have you, is there a particular experience that you guys have had in the past um, where maybe things got crazy and you didn't, you didn't serve a customer as well as you would have liked to. Mm. How did you, like, is there a scenario you can share or that you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, I probably don't want to name names no, there. Yeah, no, yeah, Because it's a small community, but yeah, yeah we've, we've had that experience in the past yeah. uh, where we've made mistakes. And we've also had the experience in the past where we've been um, uh, assigned blame for something when it really mm. wasn't our fault. So, sure. How did you navigate that? That was really hard, yeah. So the... When that happened, um, that was really a tough situation for us to be in. Mm. Um, but we said to ourselves uh, and to each other that um, we feel like we're the best in the community at what we do. And this customer has gone away. But if we stay true to who we are and what we're doing, yeah. they will eventually come back to us. Because yeah. we really believe that no one was better than we are. Mm. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. They did come full circle back to us, and they're a loyal and good customer for us now. Wow. But we uh, did have to bite our tongue a little bit and mm -hmm. be patient, sure. and then continue to do good work. Right. And we didn't, we didn't make the mistake of when they came back to us to say, oh, you know, we can't do business with you now, you know what I mean? Right. Now that you need us, we're not gonna be here for you. <laughs> right. So we welcome them back with open arms, and yeah. now they're a very good customer for us. That's huge. I yeah. mean, that, I think that just speaks volumes of a business's character and really just a business is people, right? Yeah. It, oh, it's yeah. Serving people, it's all relational. And I think that it speaks is. very highly of, of you and Anjanette, just of like, okay, like, we definitely recognize that this wasn't the best for everybody, but mm -hmm. we're still going to serve you like, like we would anybody. Oh, yeah. Treat you the same that we would treat anybody. I, th I think that's huge. It was like nothing even happened. We welcomed them back and tried to do our best job we could for them. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I don't want to miss this. Um, tell me tell me about the air swimmer. Oh, the air swimmer. Yeah, so we, um, we, we like to mix it up a little bit and, yeah. and do things that are unique and different. Um, and so we were at a, a local business expo here, and we had the idea to uh, do some creative marketing by putting our name on a large inflatable fish called an air swimmer. Are you familiar <laughs> with the movie Finding Nemo? Yes, yes. Nemo, that Nemo character, yeah. which is a clownfish, I think. Yeah, yeah, clownfish. Right? Yeah, the orange with white stripes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we bought a large clownfish. It's uh, called an air swimmer. And um, it's probably like six feet or so, and you fill it up with helium. It <laughs> okay. took like $60 in helium to fill this thing up. <laughs> and then there's some weights on it, so you add the weights to the air swimmer. Yeah. And you add just enough weight so that it's neutrally buoyant. So it just hovers in the air. Okay. There's no string attached or anything. It's just a, a large fish just yeah. floating in the air. Yeah. And then it has a remote control, battery operated remote control that allows you to swish its tail 
<laughs> and then also point it nose down or nose up. So by doing swishing the tail, you can actually propel it through the air. Yeah. So we went to this business expo and put our name on the side of this fish and we're swimming it all around the other booths yeah. and in the air above people's heads and it was really kind of a catchy, yeah. clever promotion. And uh, for years after that, everyone was always asking about this fish. And we, we, we would bring it back, you know, every once in a while. And uh, it was quite popular and it's something that we were known for. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty wow. cool. Was that just like a random thing? That it was. It was just us having fun. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fun. Air swimmer. That's smart. I need to do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't let it go outside. We had that happen. Oh, no. We put it in the oh, minivan no. before we put the weights on and we opened up one of the doors and it was yeah. fine. But as soon as we opened up the second door of the minivan, whoosh, like lightning, it was gone. Oh, and it had no. a lot of helium in it. Yeah. So it was into the atmosphere in seconds. It was like a rocket. <laughs> So, you just you open the back doors and just like yeah off. well it was one door one oh. door we opened it was perfectly fine it wasn't going anywhere oh. but as soon as the second door opened it was like a vacuum or something in the in the minivan it sucked it out the oh second side and no one was over there to grab it oh. so it shot out into the atmosphere and it was gone Good thing we had a backup one. We had a, we had bought a second one just in case it popped or something. So there you go. We had the backup plan. Always so. have a always have a plan B, yeah. right? Yeah, that's funny. Wow. So that's my air swimmer story. <laughs> oh my goodness. So my I have a few questions on here I want to hit. Um, we talked about some challenges that you underwent. Let me know how you're doing on time too. Doing okay. good. Oh, cool. Uh, and we're, we're still mic'd up. That's good. Everything's going well. Um, as far as you know, challenges that you guys have had. What are some like? What are some big wins that you've had, and what contributed to those? Do you think? Um, our biggest win has been uh, attracting quality staff. Mm. We have done a really good job in doing that. Um, I can look at all of our staff across the board and. Um, really, they are top-notch. They are the best in the industry, from the guys who install the signs to the guys who are fabricating them in the back to our designers up front or the guys that are printing them off our printers. Yeah. I mean, they are all experienced pros. And I really think our lucky stars for um, that we have these guys on staff. And I, yeah. I think back as to how we were so fortunate to receive them. Hmm. And uh, the only thing I can attribute that to is that it's uh, birds of a feather. So when you, um, you know, the old saying, birds of a feather flock together, yep. right? So some people might call it karma, and that might be true. Sure. But if you are uh, kind and generous and giving, you are, and you're consistently those qualities, you will attract people around you that are also like-minded in that way. Sure. So. Um, that's what Antoinette and I, you know, we try to live our lives that way. We try to run our business that way. Mm. And then lo and behold, here we get these great people that want to come work for us yeah. and they like what we're doing here. Yeah. And these people are also nice and kind and generous and professional. So they just add to our team and make us even stronger and better than we were before them. Yeah. So we're extremely uh, fortunate and blessed to have these people on staff. 
and um, we can walk away from the business and go on a vacation or go pick up kids from school mm-hmm. or whatever it is that we need to do and we know we can we can leave this business behind and these guys are taking very good care of the customers yeah. they're very attentive they're very professional yeah. um, it's it's great it's really wonderful yeah I mean I I recognize that when I walked in too like mm-hmm. both people uh, they both said hey hold on one second we'll be right with you right um, and then within like 30 seconds it's like, yeah oh, well I didn't really have to wait <laughs> right um, and I think this is the second time I've been to your office and it was the same thing that time too good Big smile on their face uh, just very welcoming so right uh, and not to mention like we're here and like this because this is a newer space right yeah yeah how how long have you been in this particular because it's beautiful like you, oh, thank you, you walk in and this is just for the listeners like we, you walk in and then um have just the amazing this, this wonderful wall like thanks I, I love this design it's like a, a green interlocking um like kind of a trell a, a trellis all almost yeah, right i can take credit for that design on on that one so i we've got this large 60 foot by what 12 foot high wall and it's got a large Monterey Signs logo on it with this bright green woven pattern in the background. Yes, that's a woven pattern. Yep. I should have let you describe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. So you can, we've got these copper lights above our um, yeah. front desk area that also have a rough texture. Yeah. So I wanted something uh, that was also textured, mm. rough textured on the wall. Sure. Um, but I love green. That's my yeah. favorite color, this bright Kelly green. So yeah. I wanted something bright and green yeah. and textured. So. It's very eye-catching, too. And, yeah. Um, Thanks. Yeah, and then the Monterey Signs logo itself, you know, it pops with that yellow, mm-hmm. too, you know? So it's, I think that's really nice. Yeah, we designed it, produced it all in-house, and then come back in a year, and it'll be different because we're going to want to change it up to be something else. Yeah. Who knows what that'll be, but sure. it'll, it'll likely change in the future when we ourselves get tired of looking at it every day and want to mix it up a little bit. And if you could do it yourself, why not? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Huh. It, so I wanted to circle back to, cause you were talking about how, uh, sometimes it's, it's like four or five different visits to mm-hmm. a business that you're going to, right? Right. Just to make sure that that whole process is streamlined. Right. So it sounds like more than ju- you guys do more than just, you know, we just put signs up. You guys do, you're like an a la carte, or not a la carte, like a full service, uh, just signage, mm-hmm. uh, getting all the county paperwork, all, just a full service signage company oh, yeah. that walks the customer through every step of the way. Do you guys do the, you guys do the design also? Oh right? yeah. Yeah, so it's like full service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, have you guys always been that way? We have not always okay. been that how way. Did, yeah, how did that, like, I'm interested to hear like what, yeah. How did that happen? So we started off being a vinyl sign shop. Yeah. Because that's what I had experience doing. Right. And then uh, customers would come to us and say, oh, hey, we need some metal lettering on our building that spells out the name of our business. Mm. And we said, uh, okay, we'll have to figure out how to do that. So we did. We did figure out how to do that. And then uh, we realized to be able to pull sign permits, we needed to have a contractor's license that allowed us to do that. So we went, to the, we went to the contractor state license board, took the test for the uh, contractor's license to do commercial signage, okay. passed it, and then were able to design and pull the permits and install these signs. And then after that, people said, customers would come to us and say, ah, thank you for the vehicle wrap, now I'm ready for some electrical signage 
on my business? Do you guys do channel letters or halo lit letters or I need yeah. a new monument sign? And so we didn't have the contractor's license at the time to do that. So yeah. I studied for the test, took the exam. I took the exam with the intention just to learn what was on the exam, right. expecting to fail it the first time so I could take it again the second time and right. hopefully pass the second time. Yeah. And to my incredible surprise, I passed it the first time. <laughs> so I must be a really good test taker or something. <laughs> so I passed it the first time and then we ended up getting our uh, C45 electrical sign license. Okay. So once we had that, we were then a full service sign shop. So then there was nothing in the world of signs that we couldn't do. Okay. We could design, fabricate, install, pull permits for anything sign related. Right. And that, um, that's very valuable for a customer because when a customer comes to a sign shop and say that sign shop only does vinyl signs, well that shop isn't gonna present electrical signs or commercial signs. They're only gonna present what they can do. Right. Right? Right. So to be a full service sign shop, we can present the whole world of science to them. <laughs> Neon signs, vinyl yeah. signs, metal signs, everything. So we really try to advise the customer on the proper type of sign for them yeah. that's going to give them the most benefit and be allowed by the per city codes or county codes. Okay. So uh, it's a valuable thing to be a full service sign shop. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So for people uh, who have signage or are looking for signage, what are two or three like must-haves in a sign mm. for your business, if you had to say? Well, I would. my advice would be to not wait until the last minute to get your signs. <laughs> a lot of times people are opening up a business, especially first-time business owners. Mm. Opening up a business and they are so wrapped up in you know, securing the lease and doing all the tenant improvements, they really get to close to the finish line and they say, oh, shoot, I need some signs. Yeah. Not fully being aware that the city can take 30 days to consider it just for planning and then another 30 days for building. And then depending on the type of signs, it might be 30 to 60 days after that wow. to build the sign. Because we can't start building it until we get building approval mm. because the building department might change it. Sure. So we don't want to start building a 20 foot sign when the building department says you can only have 18 and then you're right. stuck with a 20 foot sign. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you have an unhappy customer. Oh yeah. Everybody's unhappy. You've wasted yeah. a ton of time and money. Yeah. So um, it can take several months to get sign permits. Wow. So my ad best advice for somebody needing a sign, especially for a new business, is to um, get started early come to us early and uh, please allow you know two three four months yeah. depending on the type of sign to get your signs up and installed sure so you really got to plan that you got to plan it you got to okay. think ahead on it wow and if you you can bring us in early uh, it's no charge for an initial consultation consultation mm -hmm. typically that's my role in the company is you contact us yeah. I come out to meet you at a scheduled time and yeah. date and we take a look at what you have to work with and we discuss timeline and construction and yeah. placement and sizing and all the details yeah. costs for the sign and uh, then we get things rolling from there yeah awesome cool um, and what's what would be one or two things business-wise mm -hmm. 
for either entrepreneurs who are just starting out or just small business owners who are maybe in their first couple of years? What, what pieces of advice would you give to them to build a successful and sustainable business? Oh, I, I would say um, would be a, a good one that we've really learned from. I think a lot of uh, business owners are, uh, they're, so con- they're so concerned with um, uh, making as much profit as possible. And a lot of times to do that, um, you want to do things a little faster, a little cheaper, yeah. a little easier. And there's a, a pretty strong temptation to um, maybe not do things properly. Mm-hmm. Maybe not get the proper permit or choose a less expensive material because it costs a little bit less. You can make a little more profit. And, you know, it should probably, it might work out just fine or, or maybe it won't. Yeah. But um, I think those things typically come back to bite you later on. So... I would say to not cut corners would be you know, a, a really good piece of advice. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's something we've learned from you know, a while ago. Sure, on that sure. One. Well, hey, um, I think we're running about at time right now. You've got like you know, 10 minutes, but um, anything else you wanted to add? Anything uh, that I didn't cover? No, I think it was a pretty good conversation. Yeah. I mean, we could probably go on for a couple more hours. I think but. so, honestly. I have, I have like probably like 10 more questions <laughs> that <laughs> we too. could get into. Um, but we, we definitely covered the, the majority of it. So thank you so much for being on the show. Super excited to get this all uh, up and running and for people to hear your story. That, that was really interesting how you went from, you know, Ferrari & Co. to uh, the other signage company uh, or, or Cal. Um, yep. And just your transition to that, and some of those stories, like the ranch, that's man. So there's been it's been a journey. Oh it's yeah. Been a journey. No, it's been a it's been a wonderful ride, and it's been a lot of fun, and we've learned a lot from it, and um, here we are today. So yeah, we're in a good spot. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and yeah. I'm looking forward to the next time. Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah. You're welcome. What is up, my strong people? I hope you enjoyed today's show. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. Please go ahead and tag me in a tweet at Nathan Kadlicek, K-A-D-L-E-C-E-K. Send me an email to Nathan at CatalystPT.com. And that is K-A-D as in dog, A-L-Y-S-T-P-T.com. Or send me a DM on Instagram at Dr. Kadlicek, Dr. Kadlicek. There will be plenty more episodes coming up in the future weeks and months, so make sure to turn on notifications so you can be the first to hear them. Thank you so much for listening. Let's keep working to solve these big issues in the world. And until next time, stay strong.